0: Good day, everyone. Welcome to Socratic Theories. On this podcast, we'll be talking about the startup development, the importance of knowing what to do before you begin your startup. And I have a special guest with us today who's going to be able to give us some of his knowledge, share some of his opinion, advice, some tips on how to really get prepared to begin your startup and get on this journey of starting your own business. I am so happy to introduce my dear friend, one of my mentors, one of the people that I follow, who is definitely inspirational in my life, Andrew. And I can't wait for him to introduce himself. Andrew is a, the founder of Young Hustlers Under 40. He's a startup consultant and he's a resident from Lynn, Massachusetts. Andrew, how are you? Please introduce yourself and tell us how is your day going
1: let's go first yes. of all thank you for, for the invitation and the opportunity um and you uh, know definitely it's been a great journey me and you and we it, we only in the beginning of it so i can't wait to you know continue but you know yeah like you said i'm the founder of young hustlers on the 40 also a startup consultant and really what i'd like to do is just help other entrepreneurs manifest their dreams their visions i believe that everybody has um Maybe not like a giant Amazon within them, but everybody has some type of a business or venture or capabilities to run an organization in this world.
0: Absolutely. Everyone has that within them. Once they make that decision to start it up and take the challenge of, you know, I'm going to live, you know, for the rest of my life with this passion to push forward. <laughs> That's when you know that you're ready to take these next step forward of starting your own business and development because yep that passion is burning inside and that's what they want to push for the rest of their life so andrew give us a little bit about your background how did you you know get to the point of becoming a startup consultant
1: um so it really started in um, In Classical, Lynn Classical, which is why I think it's important to say I'm a Lynn resident.
0: Yes, yes, um, yes. Yo, <laughs> yeah, I graduated from Classical as well, 09. I was so just I'm about excited. to say that. Yes.
1: Yeah, man. you know, the Rams in the building.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, so, you know, over there at Classical, you know, you're familiar with Lynn. Lynn is about, um, Lynn, Lynn has like a very interesting dynamic. Why I say that is because, um, a lot of people are very talented in Lynn, very, very talented at sports, talented at, at school, talented at so many different aspects. So there was a sense of competition. Absolutely. For me personally, growing up, that competition was more so like on clothes and you know money, unfortunately, something that my parents didn't have a lot of. But it, it, it really did install that drive in me that you know, I gotta go get it, I gotta go hustle, I gotta get more than what I have now. And senior year of high school, I took a financial literacy class. During that financial literacy class with Mr. Washington, I learned more about stocks, learned more about taxes, learned more about income, saving, budgeting, all the things that you need to know on the personal finance. To from there, I realized how important I needed to keep up with this personal finance, and maybe Absolutely. even dive deeper and learn about like investment management, asset management, and you know, just even wealth creation. And, you know, that kind of pushed me in my direction of taking business in um, Salem State, majoring in business, specifically corporate accounting and finance, um, and then minor in economics. So I took all those things that I learned from the corporate finance, the economics, learned a lot about businesses, more so like a large corporation, so like, you know, stocks, um, and then obviously Socrates, We were there for a lot of those meetings. Um, helping me understand uh, about your perspective on stocks and these companies. And not over the years, that was like since 2015 when we did the investment hub and you know, and I started to be more serious with stocks. And from 2015 to 2018, we were having those monthly meetings that you were coming to to talk about those stocks. And at the end of 2018 you know, or at the beginning of 2018, I'm sorry, at the beginning of 2018, at the end of 2017, I was reviewing my year and reviewing my life and where I was going at that time in 2018. At the beginning of it, that was my last year at Salem State. So I had to strategically think about where I was going next and think about where the investment club has gone. You know, we had spent two and a half years in the investment club. And the investment club wasn't something that we can generate revenue from it was something i was passionate with it's something that i love doing and i want to continue doing and make it larger in the future but at that particular moment and right now it's not something that's tangible or something that's going to provide revenue so i, I took a step back and said what else am i good at what else was i doing that can really create um, a business out of. And I realized that I was bringing entrepreneurs together to talk about finance and black and black wealth and wealth creation and assets. And I said, okay, if I got a skill with that and people are coming for that, maybe I can scale that. And that is a business that I already see existing. and it hasn't really been innovated the way I would want to innovate, you know, events and edu- entrepreneurship education. So I said, okay, shoot, let's let's host the events then. And we did that 2018. We hosted events. Yeah. Um, they were all free. Socrates came to many of them. hosted the events around several different topics: entrepreneurship, personal finance, investing, personal development, and so on. Then in 2019, we said, okay, and this is me and DeJoly when I'm saying we. we Dejoli and I, who's been the partner I started all of this with, since the investment club. And you know, in 20, at the end of 2018, beginning of 2019, we said, okay, we did all the events. Now, what can we do? We said, all right, we'll brand this as Young Hustlers in the 40, and we'll launch this brand as Young Hustlers in the 40 in 2019, and see if we can actually tar- charge money for tickets um, because in 2018 all the events were free, so we can collect leads.
0: 2019
1: we did that we charged a few tickets we didn't really make much money <laughs> but it we, there was interest new people were coming people that we never met before word of mouth was working um people were validating the product and the event so we said okay we're in the right direction things need to be tweaked and that's when i at the end of 2019 i said okay maybe let's take it a step further let's launch a network in addition to the events because that's what people can really benefit from and um so that's how we got to the point of in 2020 now me just really working on the network right inviting socrates and 18 other entrepreneurs to join the network to be a family um to really use each other as resources and 2020 is all about working on the back office, the procedures, the school. Where am I going with it in five years? What am I assuming? What am I testing? What's my MVP? in 2021, to sum it all up, 2021, I'm just ready to act on those assumptions, act on, on that plan, and then review the results and reiterate for 2022.
0: Wow, that's amazing! You went from graduating in classical, going to Salem State, start you know getting courses for to be able to get leads, and then you went to creating your own you know social network, and now you just developed you know the young hustlers under 40. And now moving forward, we're gonna be pushing everything and making it you know all putting all the pieces together. That is something that's truly amazing. I am so glad to be a part of it. I feel extremely privileged and extremely. Um, um, ex- extremely fulfilled to be here, you know, and this is something that uh, it's just a great opportunity for, for someone like me to be a part of, and I just want to thank you for, you know, even thinking about me to, to be a part of that. So as, so as you get, you know, Young Hustlers rolling and on their way, you know, what's in, as you shared your vision to, you know, getting all these puzzles together, you know, what, why is helping others with their startup development so important to you?
1: man I can't even tell you why I broke like <laughs> because <laughs> it's, a, it's,
0: a hard, it's a it's a hard it's a it's challenging to get someone to get legalized and get and, you know and get everything together and then get in there and then helping and then helping them with every single step of the way you need to get a logo you need to get this you need to get that why is that so important to you to walk you know help people find those connections who they can reach out to get them you know you're pretty much consulting them through the whole step like you need to go get your EIN number after that you need to go get this you need to go worry about your taxes you need to go get your lawyer yeah. you need to go so it's like every single step in the way, which is a lot of work. And why is that so passionate to your heart?
1: Again, like, even as you say that it like, it, it, it makes me say like, why am I doing this like, again? <laughs> um, I, I've been thinking about that a lot lately, you know, especially as I'm continuing and, you know, um, I'm no longer doing it with my business partner, Deja, Billy. He, he, he is venturing off to into his own practice and nice. financial consulting. and. You know, it's going to require him to learn so much in the financial world so you know it's best that we i continue on in my business consulting world he continues in finance and we can collaborate in a stronger way but so you know with that with me being alone i had to start thinking like yo is this really what i want to do and You know when i was in salem state majoring in a corporate finance and we had the investment club i had no idea we would start a network i had no idea i'd be helping entrepreneurs at that time i just wanted to invest in stocks and maybe join like a a, 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 um, asset management team you know be an equity analyst just look at stocks and companies all day and that was my selfish way of thinking i was only thinking about me when i left classical and when I entered Salem, I was only thinking about, you I'm about to get rich, Andrew's about to get money, Andrew's <laughs> about to do this, all me. And, you know, the investment club helped a lot with that. The investment club, when we first did it, I opened it up to my close friends. My close friends saw a big, big passion, like, yo, I need to invest in stocks. I don't know really what to do, but Drew seems passionate. Let me invest in him. Yeah. That gave me a boost. Then when I took it to my coworkers at H&M, their, my coworkers took it to their friends, their circles. I'm meeting their people. Their people introduced me, their people. Now we have about 15, 20 people new every month. I'm like, yo, who are these people? It was boosting. I didn't know what it was doing to me. It gave me confidence. It gave me, it did a lot for me. So by the end of um, by the end of um, you know the investment club, and again, in 20, beginning of 2018, right before I graduated, I said, yo, I really love this feeling of bringing these people together. These people are great. Um, but the investment club isn't the route to go right now. What else can I do? And I thought about the stocks, my passion for stocks. And what it was wasn't money about the stocks. I just love researching stocks. Like, I love learning about their product, um, you know, their product chart. I like learning about their their organizational structure. I like learning about their marketing streams, you know their their segmentation and you know how do they plan to take more shares in the market. Like I love learning that stuff. Um, And I said, okay, I'm pretty good at understanding this stuff. I seem to be also good at articulating it back to people who have no business acumen. (laughs) So and I also enjoy talking about this stuff. Like I I talk all day about business and, and startups specifically. So why not help other people who are like me, which I also like doing. I like being a mentor to people who are in my shoes or people who are very good at this and this but they didn't know about business which i went to school for like i purposely invested my time in business whereas i might be lacking in other areas that someone else can help me and so you know that's kind of how it how it, it came about just slowly helping the people in the investment club and eventually knowing seeing that I can help others with um, with their startups, because everybody did have, everybody around me, I surrounded myself with people who had ideas, people who were passionate about uh, something, not all the way yet, but it was something, and for me, there's nothing more that I, I want than the people around me to be happy and to do what they want, you know, I'm a person, I, I can only be happy when my people around me are
0: happy absolutely absolutely and, and it, it only shows with with your you know dedication with your consistency and how you're always trying to you know can, you know connect the dots and helping people connect you know connect whatever gap is missing and get them to where they need to be and that's part of the startup consultant. I know that I went to a lot of your a lot of your courses because I needed to you know find that bridge to that was going to get me to where I needed to be or gain you know some knowledge and those courses did help and as you Thank was you, building all those courses together you know to be able to help link people to where they need to go and and, under, and help people understand that this, you know the process of starting a, their business and and what they need to keep their you know keep keep focused on these different areas as, as you know ch- time was going to develop as their business developed they would have to start you know developing that mindset developing their st- the structure of the business developing you know the protocols and procedures and be able to have that and especially you know finance is one of those big you know elements to that you need to have you know, set before you launch that business, have some type of ideas on on you know how you're gonna run the money, how you're gonna run your finances, who's gonna be handling it, and just have some type of idea on that. You know where you need to go, and the startup development process is just you know one piece to the to the puzzle and as, as soon as you finish that first piece you know then you move on to the social networking part and then yeah. you move into to expand expansion you move into you know preparation to, to to develop other ideas and bring in creativity into your business but can you yeah. tell us what's that first step someone needs to take you know if they someone someone anyone listening today wants to really hey i want to start my business what is that first step that they need to take for them to, you know, for them to start their business of, of the process? What is the first step? I want to start a business. I have the idea. I shared it. What now? What now? Do I just like, what's my first step? What, what, what would you recommend someone's first step to be?
1: And, and you know, it's funny because a lot of people are in that position. <laughs> yes, um, some don't want to admit it, but a lot of them, are, you know, are working and they're in this position of feeling stuck, especially during quarantine where it's like, Yo, I'm working this 40 hour job. I don't even need to anymore. I see I don't need to. They could fire me at any moment. But I also have this passion. You know, I've been thinking about it for some time. Right. You know, people have been telling me I should just do it. I've been watching other people go out and live their dreams. So they got that feeling that, yo, what should I do? And number one thing I'll tell them with anybody with an idea is, to just go out and do that idea go out and execute too many times people are waiting for something I don't know what they're waiting for they're waiting for money they're waiting for LeBron to come in and be like yo you <laughs> can do it I don't know right. who they waiting for what they waiting for right right but if you say you got an idea of an app I hope you can code because you know what I mean and when you say you got an idea for an app and you have the skills to code start coding that app may not create the exact entire app that you want, but Uber didn't, Uber's app today wasn't Uber's app when it first started. It started.
0: Here we go. That's true.
1: You know, so started and, and and most importantly, started as an MVP, minimum viable product. I think too many people, including myself in the past, this is all stuff that I learned about myself. When I first started, I was too eager to finalize the product and put it out. It was wasting too much time doing that all that time it's finalizing this product never putting it out once you put it out you realize the customers don't even want it or they don't want it that way in that particular way you made it or they don't want those features or they want you to focus more on this about their problem Yep. or their problem adapted, all these things. And you wasted time and resources and money creating that product. So number one is if you have an idea, whatever it is, again, if it's an app, start coding the app. If it's a, if it's a clothing design, start co- making certain samples of that clothing. If it's, if it's doing someone's hair, start doing your friends hair, your family's hair, start doing that idea and get a results from it, get testimonials from it is the target audience that you say you want to help are you actually finding them and do they want that product or service you're providing them do they like it will they pay for it is it something that they're already buying or will buy in the future or didn't know they needed to buy learn more about your target audience and what your product does for them and then now you have more data to now create a business or start up from you know so really take that idea and try to collect data from the customers and the results of the product before you start it.
0: absolutely so the first so they got the idea so the first step you you recommend is gaining gaining the knowledge that they need to move that idea forward go do your research go go read go you go go you know go on google go on math.gov go research you know the laws of business go research what you need to you know what you need to accomplish and then you know then you'll take the next step and the next step and you take one step at a time until you see that you got it all done and and then if and then when you have to adjust the you know your own, you know, customers and clients are gonna tell you how to adjust because they're gonna be like, we don't really need this, or this doesn't really look right uh, on exactly. our point of view, and it could be different than what you're thinking and, and how you're thinking it. And then, you know, you want to give the people what they want, absolutely, and for them to so it can make it easier for everyone. Of like, okay, we came here for this, and exactly. you know, this is what we need from from you. So, and so and I would actually,
1: yeah. real quick, I would emphasize even in that beginning, like when you are researching, um, you know. Learning about business and you're gaining all that knowledge you need even a little bit before that you don't want to go too in-depth um, just validate the, the idea again like really make like a, a prototype wow. or a, a simple simple minimum viable product right and what what that literally means is what's the, the least amount of product that I need to be able to test if it's gonna work you know, yes. create that, put that out, and get the results. Do people even like these pastelitos with cheese and, and buffalo? Buffalo and cheese pastelitos? Right, Try it out for like, Cook. yeah, you got Cook. it. You made it cool, but don't make it the biggest. Don't make it the most expensive buffalo, the expensive cheese. Try the most cheapest as long as people can taste it. Right. Then let people taste it. Make small samples so that you're not wasting a bunch of it. Let people taste it. Try it. They give you the feedback. Now you're like, okay, 100 out of, 100 out of 150 people gave it a 10 out of 10. This is a go. Let's make bigger pasta wheat with buffalo and cheese, and let's push it out with we'll put more expensive buffalo, more expensive cheese cheese because i know these is, this is what the customers told me so it's already before you dump the eggs in that basket you already know that the customers want it and, and that's the that should be done before you research researching business in a sense because some people spend all the time learning about this learn about that learn about this and their product their product is not even something customers want
0: that's very true that's very true and so validate what you need to do research and then yes. and then you know consult with your startup consultant to be able to okay what's the next step and they're going to walk you through the whole process yes. and what's so important about you know um the difference between starting your own business and being an independent contractor i'm happy
1: you really said that man because very, very very happy because there's because a lot even,
0: there's a lot of people who's like I'm an independent contractor I'll do a be, you know they feel like they're their own boss but there's a lot of differences and I would like to you for to share that
1: Um, and it's something that even for me like my identity as an entrepreneur right leaving high school uh, leaving single state um, definitely something that I had to work on and it wasn't until now that I really understood my identity and I think it's important that entrepreneurs know what stage they're in because everybody real wants to be like, you. I'm a founder, I'm a CEO, I'm an right. entrepreneur, I do this, I'm a hustler, I'm all this. <laughs> and it's like, you're, you're actually, you got to put in time before like some of these things can be given to you. You know, we knew LeBron was going to be MVP, but we ain't out here calling him MVP the first year he's up. You know Same. what I mean? So what, what I mean by that is, your business might be very successful in the future. You might actually have a team, but don't be so quick to call yourself a CEO because you're disrespecting people who run a team of a large staff. You know what I mean? And really deal with CEO problems. Um, but it doesn't excuse that, that you really are in a tough position. You're founding a business and. You know, but understanding that it's a startup, when you know your business is just a startup, you have less expectations and you're willing to give out more MVP, minimum viable products. But when you know you have an established business, you're now trying to reiterate what's working and and expand and grow like you were saying but if you're a freelancer or independent contractor you know not even to think about business and and all that sort of stuff you're just thinking about the next project you know there's not really much back office when you're freelancers so one i don't think everybody i'm sure and i'm still learning but about this this is more so on the human psyche I, i don't believe necessarily at this moment in time I don't believe people can everybody can learn to be a leader this leadership skills you can learn but I don't think everybody's meant to be a leader is what I'm what I'm meant to say you can you should everybody should learn leadership skills and that because you're leading yourself but in terms of leading an organization I really believe that's people who aren't naturally influencers, right? People, you know, on the disc assessment, people who are naturally influencers, people who are naturally um, people, people, people who know, like, they feel people's energy, they are empaths, like, those people are better suited to be a leader. And a leader is just a position. So it's not even like all oh, the best, they're the greatest. It's just a position that they play on the team as a leader. So with that being said, I would say, not everybody can run a large corporation, a large company or a large organization, but everybody when I was saying earlier, everybody can have something in them. Everybody can have a passion and be an independent contractor or freelancer with that passion and still be successful yes. in their own way. Um, and all the difference really is, is you know, as a freelancer, as an independent contractor, you don't have any employees. It's just you, you're self employed. So your based, your money, your income is based on how many projects you're able to do. You specifically, no one else. And that's a good thing because you're in control of your time, your money, and your output, which is good, and your price. Absolutely. But you wanna to get to the point which is very hard to get it from freelancer to now business. And that shift is really just um, procedures and systems in place, right? So instead of me having to do every project, I created the procedures for how the project needs to get done. If it's, you know, if it's demolition, instead of me going and demoing that resident residential crib, I wrote the procedures. You gotta demo the doors first, you gotta then demo the ceilings, then you gotta clean up the debris, then Here you gotta is. demo this. You wrote all the procedures, now I can hire someone and I can supervise them right so now I created my role as a supervisor it's for them to do the project they finish the project all I got to do on the business side is just keep the project going and make sure I keep the personnel to to keep up with the project right and make sure that I update and make sure that the procedures are efficient and actually you know and that's really all the business is is knowing how to do those projects faster and more efficiently.
0: And that's 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 certainly true. And that's the big you know, that's a big difference in just being an independent contractor when you're just, you know when someone's just telling you what to do and you're not really getting, you're not paying taxes. I mean, you know, you're not paying taxes at the moment, you're gonna pay taxes later and you're not really getting the business tax, you know, and as, as another benefit, if you were to have your own business and, and run your own procedures and whatnot, like yeah, if you're an in independent contractor, you're running it independently, but still not completely yours, which is like, yeah you know the the other factor um as as pe- as people hearing and watching these podcasts they're listening okay cool i want to start my own business i want to get this going i'm you know i'm going to hit up andrew to consult me on on what i need to get pushing forward but maybe they want to know you know what are some inequalities and some challenges that they will that they will go through uh, maybe get some some you know a heads up on that what any advice love that. <laughs> Let's go. Because they, 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 they want to know. They want to know what's going on. And our listeners definitely, you know, they come here to, to get this important information, information that people don't like to share. It's not out there on the web. But what are the inequalities in the system? And what are those challenges that they have to go through? And some of the challenges are, you know, you're going to have to pay fees to, to to be able to register. You're going to have to look, look at state fees and registration fees. And you have to, you know, all it, this no. other stuff, all these fees that, that come with it. People don't really think about that. Like, damn, I... I want to start a business, but I didn't know how to pay five hundred dollars for, you know, for an LLC. I didn't know how yeah. to pay, you know, seventy-five dollars for a, a sole proprietorship or whatever the fee might be, depending on the state that you're in. But you know, these little things that that can be a challenge for some people. Um, any other challenge or any qualities that you can share?
1: Yeah, definitely financial. I think you know, for me, I overlooked going in. I overlooked. Um, how much of a cost business is before yes. you're actually in business?
0: <laughs> yes, me too. I, I definitely yeah. So you want to make sure you have a little, a little cushion of of cash there and your savings before before launching your business because it's gonna cost money.
1: Absolutely, it's gonna it costs money to do. To make money. And right. that's probably the second lesson before you get into it is knowing that because it costs money just to have a business, not even just to make money, just to have the business. It costs money, which means that. You need to up your prices. Too many times we think we're just this cost me 10 bills. I'm gonna sell it for 15. I got 15, I made five dollar profit. You made five dollar profit off the product, but as a company, you didn't make that profit. You know, that's something that we always forget. You can make pro you can make profit from your products, but your company is still in the negative because you like you say, you gotta pay the LLC every year, you gotta pay for your website domain and the website. Just the, the development of it,
0: Whoa, and then you legal. gotta
1: pay, <laughs> You gotta pay taxes, and if you got insurance, which you most likely will in your business, some type of insurance, you're gonna you have, have to pay, pay that. for that. So you know, those are all the things that are being taken away from your business income. So that's something to look forward to. And lastly, what I'll say is um two more things. One is um don't stay away from like the whole friends right. Don't go into business with friends. Um, create. friends business friends that turn into more than fr- business friends, right? Because at least the foundation of the relationship was that common theme Absolutely. and it grew from there. Whereas your friends, unfortunately, the common theme is whatever y'all was doing, whether it was playing ball, drinking, partying, and it's going to stay like that. It, it expands. You know, your friends might turn into... they. To help with other hobbies and other things but in reality what draw y'all together in the first place is usually what's gonna keep y'all together you know right. unless you guys can upgrade like consciously together and intentionally say yo me and you are gonna start a business like me and de Jolie was the, like a, almost a fluke but it wouldn't have lasted too long you know unless he was gonna be an employee it wasn't going to last too long as two great minds are trying to expand, you know, so with the friend situation, don't try to start businesses with friends. Um,
0: Do you see a lot of any. Grew up with. Right, right. I see that's difficult as well. Growing, you know, trying to start business with your own friends. Do you see a lot of inequalities? Wait, one, one second. The sim card out here just died. <laughs> My bad. So, but the question the question I was going to ask was, you know, once we go back live, the question I'm going to ask is, you know, what are the inequalities with, you know, the, with getting help from community resources? Mm-hmm. You know, do you feel like they're out to help you more or they're just here to listen and then, you know, they don't really follow through or don't come back? So I was going to go down that
1: road. I was actually about to say that was, cool. was going to be my last, my last one to bring up too.
0: Cool, cool, cool. Because I because I, I felt like I felt like in you know I felt like within you know oh, we'll we'll get to it because you know I felt I, yeah, yeah you know I've you know I'm I'm Latino and whatnot and you know I'm a veteran and we'll, we'll get into it hold on All right, you ready That that's exactly what I was gonna say. Ready? Just killing me. We need to get a bigger SIM card. So we gotta be switching our SIM cards, bro. <laughs> because we're running we're shooting it at four K, so it takes a lot of memory. Damn. Yeah, dude. The, the camera is high, so you know, or just our memory, we get we got six of them, but they're all small, you know, they're not as big as we need it to be. So now what is it like
1: sixteen gigs?
0: Uh how many gig is that guys? What is it? 128 and gigs and y'all are running now we're running out yeah after 30 minutes of a 30 minutes podcast it's like oh this gets filled up we need to do like another one. yeah wow. so we'll be switching them out and so and then we have to dump them into the hard drive and then you know so to you can re-erase right mm-hmm. all right here we go so what other inequalities do you see, Andrew? Within you know community resources, I've I know that I've you know experienced some you know um, some programs that haven't really followed through. Yeah, they will they, give you that initial call, they will help you out, but I felt like, man, like why are they not following through? Maybe it's just you know part of the organization, or is it me? Is it because I'm Latino? Is it because I'm a veteran? Is it because you know maybe they saw that I, you know I'm handling too many things. I'm not sure, but is that something that you have experienced or have any idea about?
1: When Definitely. He, yeah. um, and it's actually the lack of, I don't want to even say lack of resources <laughs> because there's plenty, and or there's plenty of organizations. It is kind of more so the lack of follow through
0: follow or the line. lack
1: of passion to even really do what their mission is. And something that I've learned um, from kind of just being so in, um, interested in entrepreneurship. I kept doing research, you know, and something that I learned was that there's the online gurus. This online guru world is only growing and it's scary and it's very spooky for the for new entrepreneurs because new entrepreneurs the way that these online gurus are framing it is like you need them to to be able to to get to a certain point. Right. A lot of the information these gurus are giving you are Google, like you can Google it and find that information. It's free information that's just bundled up and packaged up and look pretty. Sometimes it's information that they took from each other. So with these gurus, be cautious and ask yourself, you know, if this person is, 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 is helping people with this, like, you know, a real estate guru, if they're spending time teaching people real estate, where's the time doing real estate? You know what I mean? Like, you know, they're making this money from teaching, they're even teaching other people how to teach real estate. They're not even teaching people how to sell real estate no more. Right. They're teaching people how, how to, to be teach. a real estate guru <laughs> <laughs> with no real estate. Real I don't understand. Right. And it's the same with the businesses, like a lot of people going is in, going into it, trying to be a digital marketing coach, trying to be a social online media coach, online this coach, but they don't have a real business know and you can help someone on a skill that's okay but don't say you, you know this this is limits to it so that's one thing be scary and wary of these online gurus that keep selling you workshops and courses without an actual business um, their business is selling you the courses which is that's so that's not a business that's just like a transaction. And they're making money, which I don't sweat. I'm, I'm, right. They got a, they got something. They got something going for them.
0: Absolutely. This, but the just to be aware, one, right? Just to be aware of those things.
1: Just to be aware be, right. and realize that you don't need them. Now, the second thing is now your local resources. That was the online, which is right. pushing, pushing heavy on you. Now you got your local resources and you're like, okay, forget these gurus. I want to go to SCORE. I want right. to go to... The chambers of commerce in my city those are like the two main Main things that are pushed and score
0: right and scores from the you know u.s small business association so if you Mm. go check them out they have mentors they you know they'll give resources and i've been able to reach out for them and some of them has followed through and some of them haven't so you know just be wary that you can continue hitting them up and continue following but that might take your time if you get someone to directly help you out like like andrew here, his you know to start up consultant he'll be able to follow up and continue Continue helping you on your journey every step of the way, and like you were saying, you also have the uh, Chamber of Commerce, who they're there to help you as well. But you know they have you know high turnaround rates of, as well in hiring because a lot of people come in, they volunteer, and then they head out towards their next you know objective and next goals, which is okay. And you might be able to catch one that's really there to help you for a small part, you know, small time. Use those resources, use that knowledge, and then you know, know that you're gonna have to continue searching and looking for someone. So getting a, a startup consultant yourself directly is gonna be able, extremely beneficial. You're gonna have someone to walk you through the whole journey, through the whole time. And that's why I admire you know, startup consultant like you, Andrew. And Thank what was, and, and what was the, the follow-up, what you was gonna say?
1: I think you 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 really summed it up well. Right man. there, right there.
0: All right, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was I was feeling it. I was feeling. It. I was feeling it. I'm like, yo, that's exactly what it is. You got those two major, you know, you got those two major resources that, that are out there to help you, and you know, you could you could get lucky and receive that help, exactly. or and as well you can, or you can have something guaranteed. Have a startup consultant who has experience, who has helped other people, and they can walk you every step of the way. Absolutely. And, and I think
1: even the other aspect that you was touching on before which was um, you being Latino, you being a vet, oftentimes that's the, like, these organizations are great. You know, it's, it's, it seems like the capacity isn't always there to help everyone. But like you said, some oftentimes no one is thinking when they're creating these resources and thinking, yo, we need more small businesses in America. They're not really thinking about African-Americans, Latino, or, you know, women or veterans, or, you know, disabled, they're not thinking about, anyone who's not a middle-aged white man right because it's the middle-aged white men who are starting these businesses the average business owner is about 45 that's too old
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's true. too old. i agree and i definitely want to you know take it one step further you know how has leadership development self-development has helped you get to where you are today you know at such a young age to be able to push forward and start your own business help people start their own how has leadership development and leadership um you know, that leadership, intro to leadership, has helped you in your journey.
1: I need one, I need to do more, which is I need to take Socrates' classes. And I'm happy, like, I'm really happy that you are here as someone, because I'm looking at it more than ever. I'm learning, like, like I would say with you. All of 2020, all of 2019, when I left Synguam State, I knew I had to work on myself. I immediately, I cleared my mind uh, because you know what. When you're in school, you know this, soccer teacher. Every time I see you using in a new thing, you were doing something new. When we was in school, it was school work, curricular activities, homework, working out, all this all at once. Right. And like that's not healthy. That's not even really how we're supposed to be living, like where like you just race into the next moment. Right. You know? So after I graduated, I found that piece, didn't do nothing. I didn't accept no meetings, didn't do nothing, didn't work on anything. Right. I just played video games, chilled, walked to the beach, like, Relaxed. chilled. Yeah. And and for me, that's when, you know, the self, the the, the, the work for on Andrew started, you nice. know? Because I realized how important it was that I never had an empty cup before.
0: Right.
1: And this was the first time in school in my life that I had ever emptied my cup and I didn't know what was happening. I'm like, yo, what's what's going? Where's my what happened? <laughs> and, you know, after I graduated I had a little bit in the reserve, so I said, All right, let me just fill this cup. So that taught me a lot about your energy and helping you. in twenty nineteen I had to learn a lot about um understanding Andrew and what I want. And, you know, I left North Shore C D C my full time job. I left that and um realize that okay this is what Andrew wants so I started speaking up for myself more started um, saying stuff in my chest a lot more and what Absolutely. I mean by that is saying exactly what I mean articulating you know when you got a boss you're in school and you're in your parents house there's three different forces levels of authority right. filtering out your words filtering your thoughts <laughs> filtering yeah. your actions who, who are you yeah, at that yeah, point
0: yeah, that's right that's
1: you're not right. really you so when i took that time to separate from all those forces from even my friends my neighborhood now it's everything is done because of andrew and then lastly in 2020 it's been a lot about um you know just making sure that my habits um my habits are number one um, absolutely and then my 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 habits but also just even towards I would say my communication skills that's
0: very important right now to have to focus on team management there you go. Yep. In account- all those things matter about yeah. you you're, you're, you're balancing all your seven areas of life how to de-stress from all of it how to be able exactly. to combine these areas of life you know setting up your smart goals is all part of self development and start in that, in that intro to leadership and, it's, and it and it goes from there and it's very important to be able to implement in your life I'm so glad to hear that you've been working on that Andrew thank you for being on this podcast please let everyone want to know how they can you know reach out to you how can they um you know contact you where can they reach you at brother
1: yeah so you guys can follow me at on instagram and yh under 40 so you can follow that that's going to be the network um that me and socrates are part of the family that we're part of and you know we're gonna have a few events and things that we're gonna be releasing and then you can also um, check out the website yhu40.com again yhu40.com stands for young hustlers under 40 um, on that website there's not much but it explains what the network is and it has a subscription box so that way we Perfect. can keep you updated with more information nice and so, um, yeah, that's pretty much awesome.
0: it awesome thank you Andrew there you heard it you heard it from Andrew himself you heard it from him the founder of young hustlers under 40 the startup consultant from Lynn Massachusetts reach out to him at young Hustles on the 40 yh, Y-H under40 and in Instagram uh, yhU40.com yhU40.com reach out to him let him know that you're interested. he'll be more than happy to reach out to you and, yes. and have a and sit down and have a and have a conversation about how to move things forward. Well thank you Angel for being on this podcast. Thank you everyone for listening to Socratic theories. Have a great evening. Yo, Angie, that was amazing. Appreciate it. Thank you for being on. That thank you, was my brother. I awesome.
1: appreciate the opportunity.
0: That was perfect, my brother. Have a good day. Get some rest. You know, get your mind right. Get your body right. Yo, do your thing. And let's go. Cause we running every day. Life. Grinding on my life.
1: Like,
0: hey. like, yo, it's, yo, the music being here the lights is crazy. It's just like yo like,
1: Oh yeah, nah, I like that. I like that.
0: Like we hyped out here like ah Let's get it baby. Yo, talk to you soon. Appreciate it.
1: Of course, my brother. Later, bro. Good
0: one, bro. Yo, is anybody here? On my life. I'm Going on my life. Ooh. For the price on my life. For the on my life. On my life. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna kill it. I'm gonna hit it. I'm gonna crack it. I'm gonna wreck it. I'm gonna wig it. I'm gonna crack it. I'm gonna let it. I'm gonna smash it. I'm gonna uh uh let it. I'm gonna it, it. Let it. Really? Someone here? Yo, ending... Are you, did you click on the link? Yeah, click on it right now. Are you on the are you on the laptop or are you on your phone? All right, so clicking it, what happened? Yeah, I got you. I got you. You on. You on. All right. Cool. Cool. Hold on. Can I hear you on here? Hold on. Let me see if I can hear you on, on the. Yo. All right. Talk to me. Can I hear you? No, no, no. All right. I'm going to have to get off the phone with you. Because I need I need to hear it off, off, the, off, off the Zoom. Like off the Zoom audio. All right. Hold on a minute. All right. He's on. He's on. Let's get this. Oh, shit boys on you can you can hear me? Oh, hold on. he can't hear me. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me?